Shall we begin? Let's begin now. All right, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Frankly Francisco podcast. Today, I'm very excited. I have, to me, one of the most prominent tourist guides and one of the most prominent foodies on YouTube. Um, he has over, uh, him and his wife, Yali, have over 177,000 followers, uh, subscribers. Uh, he is a filmmaker. Uh, he is the creator of the uh, Devour Tours. Um, I'd like to do, introduce everybody to James Glick from uh, Spain Revealed. How are we doing today, James? Cool, man. Doing well. Yeah, it's Friday. So Friday at 4.30 p.m. So, you know, that's good. Yeah. You know, what's amazing is the fact that I'm actually talking to you and you're in Spain right now, which makes things even better. Um, the, the fact that I can get you on here is very exciting. Um, so so I wanted to start off with you've been doing your channel for about 12 years now. I actually caught your channel about five years ago um, mm -hmm. when we were uh, working on actually going to Spain and we were researching things. Yeah. And we seen your channel and you were talking about tapas. Mm -hmm. Um and devour tours, which are, is amazing, uh, because I had my my doubts. That was on our bucket list to do Spain. Then when I seen your content, I was like, "Wow, this guy is from New Zealand, mm -hmm. but yet he's been he's married to a Spaniard. He's been living in Spain, and he knows better Spanish than I do, which is yeah. is is amazing. Because I'm Puerto Rican, so my Spanish is not the same as European Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for you, what was that spark? that made you decide to pick up a camera and show a side of Spain that most people will never get to see in their lifetime? I mean, I come from a filmmaking background before moving to Spain. I moved here, yeah, about 12 years ago now. And um, in New Zealand, before I moved here, I was a TV commercial director. I also made some short films. Uh, and so I had that background. My family works in the, in the film industry. So, you know, that was that was that was something I was aware of. When I came to Spain, I fell in love with the country, the food, the culture, the history. And I started working as a tour guide. And, you know, as a tour guide, you're showing you're showing people your city and and explaining it to them. And then at some point, I don't remember what why it was. It just like, hey, I pick up a camera. Um, and I wasn't a YouTube watcher or anything like that. I thought, well, you know, I can pick up a camera and just um, film a video. It was about a local festival here in Madrid, and my wife filmed it, uh, and I edited it and threw it up on YouTube. And I don't even remember really any of the process. I don't, you know. And that wasn't that was probably like nine years ago. I'd probably been here for a few years before I started doing that, or ten years ago. And I had, and I just um, then I made another video about a pig slaughter, like a traditional pig, like where the family kills the pig once a year and then you know uses all the meat and stuff like that. And I made that video, uploaded it, uh, edited it, and then sort of forgot about it and then checked it sometime later. And it was like, oh, wow, this video is actually getting a lot of views. And I think that propelled me a little bit uh, or a lot to start to say, okay, well, you know, this is something I enjoy making videos, um, helping people understand. But with a tour guide, you're only doing it for the group in front of you. With YouTube, you're doing it for like whoever can connect to the internet and, and is curious enough to watch. So I just started making more and um, I've only really, really dedicated myself to the channel for the past, say, three years or so. Um, it was very off and on. I went some years making one video, two videos, because I was very busy building my food tour business, Devour Tours. So it wasn't my main focus. 
Um, but in about maybe 1990, uh, sorry, 1999, geez, not that long ago, there was no YouTube then. <laughs> in about um, maybe 2019, I was like, hey, this is something I want to dedicate more time to. So I started trying to get out, you know, a vid couple of videos a month or or there, there thereabouts. And then, yeah, just trying to always do better, you know, make better videos. Um, I've branched out. It's not all just about food now, though that still is a big focus. Um, and and looking to branch out more this year, you know, Spanish culture, um, work with a great editor. So yeah, no, it's cool. Yeah, you have really opened my eyes to Spain. So, you know, I had my doubts about going over there because, you know, it, it's part of our history. You know, Spain is part of the motherland. And, you, you know, I'm Puerto Rican. So we have a lot of there's a lot of black blood when it comes to to Puerto Rican in Spain. But the way you show the culture, the way you go to these towns and show the history about the Moors and the Jewish people that were there as well, you do it in such a common way. It just it makes people think, you know, there's so much history there and you're showing us things that I wouldn't normally see. A lot of people don't go into depth like you have going into these Spanish towns. A lot of people have never heard of. Yes, everybody's going to hear about Barcelona or uh, Madrid, you know, Catalonia. Everybody's going to hear about those. But you go to the smaller places where the history is so rich there, but people don't know. And you bring that to life in such a way. It makes me want to go there. Like the one of the last videos I just seen you was the onion festival. I'm yeah. like these they make these onions look so incredible. I'm like, I want to go out there and try that. I would have never heard about it unless yeah. you would have you would have did a video about it. Yeah. And I think more and more, you know, uh, I've kind of not that I've done all the videos you can do about Madrid, but at some point, uh, you know, I've got a lot of content on Madrid because I live here. Uh, but there is so much that I can cover in this country. It's like the list of video ideas is is endless. And I think for me, I, I more and more uh, have a passion to show the parts of Spain that people might not otherwise see. For a whole bunch of reasons. One, there, you know, there just there's some fascinating stuff that happens in this country. Two, um, it's areas that maybe are could do with a few more tourists, you know. And three, there's tourists such as yourself uh, who are curious to see, you know, go beyond the typical uh, and experience it. And if I can maybe show it's approachable, something you could do, then then I think that's exciting. Um, I really get find that really gratifying that approach. So. So yeah, expect to see more and more kind of off the beaten path stuff, um, you know, as I keep making videos. Yeah, and I appreciate that. The my my only hesitation was going to Spain is you know the the colorism issue, you know, because Spain is Europe, part of Europe. Yeah. You know, and and me being darker, you know, there's going to be even though I speak Spanish, there's going to be some, you know, I never knew if there was going to be tension. But when you you speak to these people in different parts of the town, they seem to be very friendly, very open to talking to people. Sometimes I think, you know, Spain gets a bad rap, of, you know, about its colorism and its racism. But, you know, you go to the off the beaten path areas where it, it just doesn't seem to be there because you it, you're all around. It's not you're not just going to one place in Spain. You're going all over the country. Yeah. Um, which I appreciate because it just makes me want to go out there more now. I always wanted to live and work in Spain for a little while. Uh, to get the experience of living out there. I, and I know it's hard. I've seen your videos about moving to Spain and, and all the bureaucracy that you have to go through. Um, I, listen, I, you're you're my guide for this stuff. I, I re, I'm really into those videos and I re-listen to what you have to say. I, I seen the video about you about buying a home, which yeah. can get really, really complicated out there. So renting would probably be the best option if I was only going to live out there for, for a little while. Yeah. Um, now for you, Devour Tours. This thing has taken off for you in such a way that I don't think you even expected it. Um, during the pandemic, what was the hardest fact 
the hardest part for you since you tourism was down. How did you survive it? How did you survive it? And how is it thriving now? Well, uh, yeah, the pandemic was, you know, like it hit everyone. It, it, it happened really quickly. Uh, one day you're making plans and the next day you're trying to figure out, uh, you know, how to keep staff on or how to how to keep engaged with your audience. You know, we did the whole online thing, online cooking classes, stuff like that. But, you know, they don't really make any meaningful money, uh, those kind of classes, or they didn't for us anyway. It was more just keeping engaged and keeping some of the team engaged, keeping keeping the people who wanted to travel to Spain uh, engaged. Uh, yeah, Devour Tours just like grew. You know, we arrived, we started that about 10 years ago, offering food tours in Madrid. Uh, I was the guide at night. My business partner was the guide during the day. And then, you know, you, you start working with another guide and it grows. Then we started in Barcelona uh, and it just grew from there. And the, the, the pandemic was really tough. Um, uh, personally for me, uh, because we didn't have a lot of work, I started looking into and realizing a lot of my audience was interested in relocating to Spain. And I'd, I'd always sort of thought of my audience as like tourists to Spain. But I saw a lot of people who were like looking to move to Spain, particularly a lot of people from the States uh, and would, you know, watch the channel for inspiration or just, you know, you know, they're planning to move in five years when they retire. Of course, you're going to watch a channel about traveling around the country that you love, right? That you want to live in. So I built a course, I designed an online course called the Move to Spain Masterclass, which I offer three times a year that helps people relocate to Spain. It offers like, gives you the roadmap and all the tools and knowledge you need to, to move over here. And um, and then with Devour Tours, we came back, you know, the the, the pandemic kind of was starting to get better and, and it came back really strong. At that point, um, I had a baby, well, my wife had the baby, but <laughs> I became a parent and um, yeah, it was an interesting pandemic for me. Um, and, and my wife became, you know, and I became a parent, my business partner, she'd, she'd become a mother, uh, she'd had kids. And so we actually sold the business, um, in end of 2020, hang on, what are we in now into 2021? Um, and I was still working in it for a while, uh, doing part-time. She's still running it. Um, it's still exactly the same. It's just, we're not the, the owners anymore though. We're still, we're still involved. Uh, and now, but for me becoming a father, uh, post pandemic with the course, uh, and the desire really to give the YouTube channel, the, the, the energy that I wanted to give it, I realized I couldn't do everything. So this opportunity came up to step back from the day-to-day -day of, of devour tours, um, and it's funny because I'm not in the day-to-day -day now. And sometimes I look at it and it's like, oh my God, uh, Devour is open tour. I mean, Devour has tours in the US now, you know? <laughs> and so it's the biggest food tour brand in a sense, probably in the world. Uh, and so, you know, we they got tours all over Europe and we we started those, you know, we, we were running tours in, in France and Italy and Portugal before the pandemic. But um, but yeah, and, you know, looking at other parts of uh, of South America, I think as well. So it's pretty surreal to think you were just offering a tapas tour in Madrid 10 years ago. And now you look at it like that. No, it's kind of, you know, I don't think about it that much, to be honest, but it's cool now that I think about it. <laughs> Thanks for bringing it up. Yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing that you've been able to dedicate full time now to the YouTube channel. Uh, I mean, you get tens of thousands of viewers on your videos. I mean, yeah. your videos are well done. And, and the, the chemistry, I, even though I know you're married, you and Yali are married, but the chemistry yeah. you guys have together on camera is amazing. Just oh, the banter you guys have back and forth. And then she has her own passions with uh, Flamingo as well um, yeah. that a lot of people uh, know about. And that's one of her, her passions. And I've seen videos where you could see it in her eyes while she's watching the performance. And she's, she's totally involved in it. It's a beautiful thing to see because that's how you know it's not just... It's not just something random. It's something that she's very, very passionate about and something that, that she thrives on. 
Yeah. Which with the both of you being parents now, congratulations, by the way. Uh, it's amazing because now you get to take your child on you when you go on these tours yeah. and you, you look at these these places and she gets to grow up with that. She gets to see that. And at first, yeah. I know you didn't have uh, have her on camera, but you have her on camera now. Yeah. Um, but Yali's amazing. She she knows when to, to take her off to the side to, you know, yeah. lay her to sleep. I know she's missing out on some of the things that you're doing. But as, as your daughter gets older, you'll be she'll be able to join more. But I think yeah. you two do an amazing job to balance that because you yeah. still have to work, but she still has to be a mom as well. Yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, I'm the guy who's always filming. So, um, you know, it's not like I can hand the camera to Yoli and say, hey, I'm going to go off and, <laughs> and take Luthia for a nap. So it's Yoli gets tasked with that always. And, and I'll keep going on my own and go and have a vermouth or something in front of the camera. But, um, yeah, it's hard. And, you know, I try not to we realized early on, we were like, we don't want to film her. Um, we realized early on it was impossible to do a trip with her and for her to not be in some of the shots. It was just impossible um, because she's in Yelly's arms or whatever it is. Um, so what we really do now is it's important for us not, you know, there's some YouTube channels that they become parents and they kind of pivot into sort of family travel. And that's yeah. not really our bag. Uh, you know, we don't focus on, I, I never try and do any close-ups of, of Luthia already focus on her. It's just like, yeah, she's there, but you know, we can't cut her out, you know, and it would be impossible to say, go and stand out of shot for a while, particularly with the wide lenses I use while we, while we eat this paella, you know? So, so that's just kind of like the reality of it. And, you know, obviously she, as she grows up, she'll have her own opinions about what she wants or doesn't want and, 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 and will respect that. So it is challenging, you know, I guess if you're a family channel, it's less challenging maybe because the child is a part of it, but we're trying to do it without the child being really a big part of it. Um, and it does make travel and making those videos, it makes them a little stressful at times. And our job is not to look stressed on camera. Um, but, but we do it and yeah, I think we just go with it and it, and, and it works out all right. I mean, I make more videos also with other people, with collaborators or on my own and things like that. And that's been an important little pivot which, you know, some people miss. It's like, you know, I'll get a comment sometimes like, I miss Yoli, you know, where's Yoli? She's the real star. And it's like, well, she'll be back. Don't worry. She'll be back. She's too expensive. I can't have her on any every video. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. And I just think the dynamic you you two have is is great for the channel. And I think it brings it brings a lot of people in that, that wants to see because, I mean, to me, I would love to have my wife uh, be able to help me with, you know, with my, with my podcast. But... Yeah. I mean, we have five kids. It's, uh, you know, I oh, work wow. full. Yeah, we, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what it's like. Then. Oh yeah, yeah. Four boys, one girl, three teenagers. So, yeah. um, it, it's it gets tough. It gets tough, and she's working part time. I'm full time, and you know, I work in finance, so I'm dealing with you know people who are worth millions of dollars on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Then I come try to do this, and, and you know, I, I would love to do this full time like you're doing your channel, but yeah. reality has it, you know, for everybody, it's not going to be that way. So I keep yeah. my my regular job because I know I have to pay bills. Yeah. But the fact that you've gotten to the point where you can dedicate full time uh, to your channels is fantastic. It's a fantastic accomplishment because not a lot of people can do that. Yeah, no, it's and it's just sort of it's evolved over time, I think. In a way, I'm I'm fortunate to be, you know, a big fish in a small pond. You know, if I was in the States, for example, where everybody's got a podcast and everybody's trying to do their thing, it's like just by being who I am in Spain has kind of, with the experience, the interest I have provides me with a little bit of a niche, you know, that I can, that I can have, build a business out of. Um, and so I'm, I, I feel, you know, fortunate uh, for that, that I just kind of got here um yeah i'm surprised there's not more big you know you, you, some of the 
um, YouTubers I follow, English speaking YouTubers are in Japan. And there's a lot of big YouTubers in Japan, but in Spain, there's not really, you know, and, and actually in France, there's more in France, but, um, and I, I don't know about Italy, but it's interesting that, um, you know, there are some channels, there's, there's more and more people on social media, on Instagram and TikTok, um, you know, uh, foreigners who are doing sort of Spain content in English, uh, but on YouTube, not as much, which, I mean, when you're the only one on sometimes a bit lonely, but other times it also means like everybody's going to find you at some point if they're interested, which is quite good, you know? Yeah, because I, I mean, I've seen other channels. There's another gentleman that's an English speaking. Um, he lives in Spain as well. He does English does speaking. Stuart, Spain speaks. Yeah, Spain speaks. Yeah. But your channel, I watch religiously. Like it's, I don't even, I honestly, to be honest with you, I don't even go, I don't subscribe to his channel. Your yeah. channel is the one that I focus on because I don't know, I, it's so well put together. The videography, the sound, the way you ed- things are edited. So I'm sure you have a good team that helps you <laughs> get all that stuff together. Yeah, I got a great editor. Yeah. Yeah. I w- you know, I'm not there yet. You know, I have to do everything myself. You know, I'm cutting everything yeah. in Windows and, you know, trying to <laughs> trying to put yeah. everything on YouTube myself. Um, but at some point, uh, you have to have a team around you that's going to help you be successful. And I think that's yeah. why people are drawn to your channel, because not only is the content relevant, but it's just the way it looks, the clarity of it, the sound of it, the way it's edited. It's it's a fantastic job that you do. And these videos now are like 25 minutes, 20 minutes long. They're not five or six minutes long. You're putting together like almost half hour videos and yeah. people are spending their time watching it. I mean, you're getting 30,000 views on these videos, which is fantastic. Yeah, no, it's going well. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I it's um, it's impossible to do. At some point, I decide. I mean, I I kind of like editing. I enjoy the process, but at some point, I had to get help with it. You know, a number of years ago, because it was just uh, it was just impossible to keep up. Um, and you know, I had other focuses, and that's always the challenge with anything like this is is when that moment is to get help because obviously, getting help costs money. Um, and so you have to kind of make a bet that, okay, this is working, but if I, and I'm earning some money from it, if I could spend more time doing it, cause I can help get help with this other thing, then I would earn more money to pay for that, getting that help. And that's always a hard equation to make. And you have to kind of like do it bit by bit, you know, um, because otherwise you can get yourself into trouble pretty quickly, you know, by hiring a team. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm a bad delegator. I get, I, you know, I like to try and do everything myself. So um, I have to push back against that instinct. So currently at the moment, you know, I have a virtual assistant who helps me just on a freelance basis with some of the stuff around the webinars or I offer, I offer webinars about moving to Spain and the course and um, and the editor. And, you know, I'm trying to kind of be a little bit more proactive about say, where could I get some help? But I'm always a bit nervous that, you know, where am I going to cross the line? It's like, hang on, I'm spending all my money that I earn right. hiring people and there's nothing left for me, you know? So it's it's a hard balance, but you just got to you got to be a little bit aggressive, I think, in that way because it can be very easy to be like, oh, I could never get someone to do that, you know. Listen, I still remember from where you are, where you were to where you are now, when you were under a sheet, editing your voiceover because the voiceover had messed up and you had to take care of it to where yeah. you are now. So listen, it's an accomplishment. Just you know, you should be proud of yourself for where how far you've come and and where you are now as a channel and you're continuously growing. I think it was 2 weeks ago you were at 176 and then I look at it this week and you're 177. So the yeah. the the subscribers are coming and uh yeah. tell me about the uh you have a exclusive sign up for the for the fans, correct? That you yeah. do, you come up with content before it comes out on YouTube. 
Yeah. So I have a, you know, on YouTube, you can have memberships, which is a little like Patreon. I think people know Patreon quite well. Um, I don't do Patreon. I do it through YouTube. So you can become a member. Um, and there's a couple of tiers. There's one that's, well, I used to have two tiers. I used to have a, well, there's three tiers actually. It's like a $4.99, um, a $9.99 a month. And then there's a, then there's like a real expense. They always say have the time, have the diamond tier. <laughs> so then there's like the $39.99 where you get like once every six months, we, we jump on a call. Um, and that members, yeah, what I do is I release the videos when they're available early and usually they're available a couple of days. I've got them ready a couple of days before, before the Sunday when I release them. So I release them without ads for the members. Um, so they get first look, but they also get to watch it without any advertising, um, which I think is kind of, you know, advertising on YouTube is like, it's, it's, it's a part of how we pay for the videos. Um, but I think it's nice for them to be able to just have that experience of just being able to sit down and watch it. And then also I do like a live stream uh, once a month where we just kind of get on and chat and, and hang out and talk about, I talk about what's going on with the channel, you know, what's going on in Spain. Um, and that's cool. There's a, there's kind of a core crew. It's funny, you know, there's, you know, hundred odd members or whatever, but, and everybody could turn up, but it's, you know, very few people turn up. I think a lot of people just are happy to support the channel um and and almost don't even feel the need to like turn up to a live stream they're like hey i'm busy i don't want to do that but i'd love to support you you know um so so yeah no the memberships works out well and it's a cool little crew that we have that hang out and 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 i appreciate that people's support you know and the idea that people would you know give me give me a few bucks a month to kind of to kind of help out is like wow that's you know that's amazing well, when you when you supply content the way you're doing and, and it brings meaning to people, like it does me, it brings meaning to me because it's giving me a side of Spain that I thought I would never ever get a chance to see, not just the tourism side, but the side, the small towns, the you know, the the little principalities that, that are out there. Yeah. Um, it's it's great. So for you, so far now that you're full time and you're not dealing with devour tours as much uh, anymore, what has been the biggest pain point for you so far with continuing to develop Spain Revealed, uh, the YouTube channel? I think, um, you know, because I've spent a lot of the history of the channel making food tour, tapas tour videos where I just go to a bunch of places and eat the food. And and at some point, you know, I've gotten not bored of those, but it's like I want to do broader content. I want to, you know, my interest in Spain goes much beyond the food, the history, the culture. And I've always done non-food related videos. But I think um, trying to kind of expand the 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 type of videos that I do um but also the, the the you know food tour videos always do really well successfully people people want to watch them and and people watch them over time because they help them plan their trips so trying to do videos that are like satisfying for me and that are showing maybe the lesser known parts of spain but that are also financially viable you know in the end when you have an editor who's spending a lot of time making the videos and you have all this stuff going on um each video is kind of its own production in terms of travel in terms of uh in terms of the the money it costs to to kind of get it out. So if my videos are hyper niche, it just becomes, it doesn't become viable, nor do I want every video to be like, you know, clickbait, like, you know, about Spain. So it's trying to find that little area where um, there's enough people watching that it's viable, but it's also the kind of stuff I want to talk about. And that's something, you know, I had a video, um, the last video has done really well about, you know, I, I was a little anxious about making it. It's about 12 things I hate about Spain. Yes. And I knew, I knew it would do well. And it's like the most successful video I've ever made. It's like, you know, and then at the beginning of the year, I did a video where I went vegan in Spain for a week and that was a total disaster. So like nobody watched that video. So, um, apart from like the hardcore fans. So it's trying to get like the, my radar on point. I mean, you know, it's like podcast, you know, it's like, 
how can I create something I'm interested in, but people actually want to watch? Because like I kind of want people to see it and I need people to see it. It's it's like main driver of my business, um, the YouTube channel. So trying to find that little kind of that sweet spot. Uh, that's something I'm working on. The editor I work with is really helpful because he is not just helping like after the fact edit the videos, but uh, he does the thumbnails. Um, I work with him on the ideas. Like, hey, this is, I think, what my intro will be. He was like, why don't you tweak it like that? Or maybe the idea is more like this. So I've got a collaborator there to, because, you know, what we've realized and, and you know, what is the reality is that a video's success in terms of getting a lot of views is 50% concept, 25% title and thumbnail, 25% actual video. So I've spent nine years making, working really hard on the video, but maybe not being as aware as I go into a concept of like, are, do people want to see this? You know, um, can I capture people's imagination with this idea? And so I'm trying to focus more on that. So it's the video success is less kind of up and down. It's more, you know, we're making some videos that are that are building the audience and doing well. So I think that that's kind of where I'm at creatively. And that's why I'm trying to get the support in the other areas of the business, because that requires a lot of headspace to really, really, I mean, a video when it is good, looks really simple, but there's a lot of work that goes in of like, should it be more like this or more like that or you know, thumbnail and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I'm just learning. I'm just really learning how to deal with YouTube. Uh, it was never like I have 100 subscribers right now. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, you know, my videos are not I, I'm a podcast. So yeah. some of these podcasters, their their setup is elaborate. I'm I'm talking to you from my house. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Some of these podcasts have elaborate studios, visuals and all that. I, listen, I'm basic right now because I'm, I've been only doing this for for a while, yeah. um, like two, two and a half years. And, you know, I'm, you're correct with my podcast. Some of my episodes, the highest episode I've ever had was like 700 downloads. Yeah. And then my lowest episode was like 12 downloads, but it all depends. And then it fluctuates in between. So I know exactly what you're saying. You're trying to, you're trying to get the pulse of what's going to work with consistency when it comes to your channel. And I think sometimes that's the hardest thing because you may find it interesting, but your audience is going to go, yeah, I'm good on that. Yeah. Yeah. I realize people don't think about veganism and spam. <laughs> They come to Spain to eat ham, not to not eat ham. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and so, but, but with every video, you know, when you, it's like shooting a target, if you hit or miss, you learn something and you kind of refine your, your sights a little bit. You'll still have hits and misses, but when you look at certain channels that have a consistent, you know, hit rate on their videos, you know, every video hits a million or, or every video hits 50,000, whatever it is, but it's consistent. Um, you know that they have zeroed in on their audience and they understand their audience really well. Um, and I think that's the key. It's like, what do they want to see? You know, and, and hopefully it grows over time, but you're hitting that consistently. Um, so I'm excited with that challenge of trying to really get that consistency going um, this year, you know? So do you have any big projects in the works for you that uh, anything that's coming out, any books, anything that you're working on right now that you can give uh, um, a little uh, sneak peek if or when it's coming out, what to look for? Uh, I wish I wish I had more projects on the go. I mean, something I've started doing is I, I have this course for people who want to move to Spain, but I can only fit about 120 people in that a year across three different cohorts. But there's a lot of people who want to move to Spain who want information. So I'm running uh, like a webinar series, like every month I have a free webinar. Um, and so, you know, if you find, I mean, the best way, you know, I can pass you a link, maybe Francisco to put in your, 
and your thanks, people can subscribe to the to the newsletter. And I'll announce, you know, we ran one about the digital nomad visa recently. We've got another one, um, you know, got, got another one coming about about investing for expats in Spain. You know, anything that's kind of interesting. So I'm running these free webinars, which I'm enjoying. You know, I'm sharing that knowledge just with whoever wants to come and watch with with experts. You know, I invite an expert each time. Could be a podcast as well. Now that I think about it. So, but podcast is my blind spot. I don't know anything about podcasting. Um, so you'll have to teach me. But um, but that's coming on. I'd like to do a Barcelona. I have a Madrid guidebook called Madrid Revealed, like a city guide. I'd like to do a Barcelona mm -hmm. version. For that, I'd need to collaborate with someone, you know, with a real local, because I'm just, you know, I know Barcelona, but not enough to do that. So I'm looking at, so trying to figure that out. That would be cool to do. Um, so yeah, a few things in the pipeline, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's always it's it's you know, but also trying to spend my, you know more time with my family. You know, I. I, um, you know, I've worked really hard for the last 10 years. So getting in this help is also saying, you know, after this call, normally I'd work through, it'll be five o'clock. Normally I'd work through till 6.30, but, you know, I'm going to take off at five and go off with my daughter and I'm making burgers tonight. So I'm going to go and get all the stuff for that with her and, you know, just, just stuff like that. It's amazing the, when you, you've given tours the rest of the supermarkets there, it's amazing how cheap certain food is and how expensive certain food is. But ham is like the end all be all in Spain. I, I mean, every restaurant, every tapas bar, everywhere has ham. What is the obsession with pork in Spain? I mean, they say that maybe it comes from the Spanish Inquisition that, you know, by eating pork was a way to publicly uh, show that you weren't uh, Jewish or Muslim. Uh, now, I think there might be something in that. Sometimes these stories are obviously not as, the, the real history is not as simple as like the, the modern kind of version of the story. But um, certainly at a time in Spain when there was a lot of suspicion about, you know, were you were you were you Catholic or were you not or were you were you pra a practicing Jew or were you were you Muslim? That, but but secretly because you were effectively were had been kicked out if you if you weren't practicing in secret. Um, there was, you know, I'm sure periods with a lot of suspicion. And so anything you could do to say like, hey, I'm I, I eat pork, so I'm uh, you know I'm I'm Catholic then. They say that's part of it, but also it must relate to the reality of a lot of Spain. Uh, you know, the north has cattle; they have cows up there because it's green. But in a lot of the rest of the country, like it's not it's not cattle farming country, and so pigs. You know, pigs are pigs will eat a bit of anything. I mean, it's probably pig farmers watching this thinking, "Oh my god!" Um, but um, that's not true. That's an oversimplification. But you know, pigs are easier to raise, and yeah. kind of the the environment that we have here. So I'm sure that's a part of it as well. What? I would love though that I'm not even gonna lie to you. The one collab that I would love to see you do uh, is with Sunnyside. Um, oh yeah, Hang that on, I would. Sunnyside. I don't know who's Sunnyside. So Sunny, Sunny from uh, um, uh, my brain is is see I'm my brain just went into um, just got foggy for a minute. He runs a, a YouTube channel and he goes all over the place and does these uh, does these food tours uh, cool. where he he eats local food. You would be able to show him all the places where where he would be able to eat and off the beaten path places. Uh, best review, best uh, reviewed food show ever. That's the really? name of the channel. Yeah, this guy's—he's huge on YouTube. He's got, he's got, you know, subscribers. Is that the guy with the bandana? The guy with the bandana. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that would be a great collab for 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 you to uh, that would you and be him cool. to hook up. Everything yeah. he does seems very extreme. So it's yeah, yeah. Like the biggest. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's a he's a funny dude, but I think I think the chemistry would work well between because he's he's excitable and you're the calming force that would you know. Oh, you like, think I'm calming? Oh, that's. Oh good. yeah, no. you're like the quiet. <laughs> when I see you in chain, you're like the quiet storm. You're like. It's, yeah. But you do it in such a way where it make, it makes me excited to go. I want to I want to go to Spain and yeah. and I want to eat those foods and try those things that you're trying. But I think it's the presentation. I think the way it's, it's the way you present it. You don't get too high or too low, 
And I think that helps because sometimes if people get too excitable, you know, it turns people off. Or if you're too dull, you, you have a good, to me, you have a good balance on how you present everything you do on your channel, which is because you're funny. uh, You know, you have good chemistry with your wife. You, you know, you have good chemistry with the actual people as well. Um, And then your Spanish accent, when you speak in Spanish is like the local Spanish. Like I don't, I don't have the lisp when I speak Spanish because I speak a a American type Spanish. It's a, You know, it's a New York Spanish because I was born in New York City. Mm-hmm. Your Spanish is a proper Spanish that you speak. We don't. So there's certain words that when you say, you say it, and I go, what? What does that even right. mean? And then I have right. to look it up. And then, oh, this is the way I say this word. Yeah. So it's, it's. A, I mean, this- it's all proper Spanish. You know, there's, there's, there's no one better than the other. But yeah, I, I have learned. It's funny when you'll meet, you know, you'll meet a guy and his girlfriend's like Argentinian and he'll speak Argentinian. It's it's funny how you learn the Spanish of like, you know, you meet the girl, you meet the guy or whatever, and you learn that Spanish, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I'm trying to do more uh, interaction with locals in the videos as well, less like from the outside in, but more like bringing people in. So more, including in the videos, more conversations that I have with locals and, you know, they're the people who have the stories to tell more interesting than me. Um, you know, I think the video started off a lot more of me to camera, but I'm trying to now make it a little more immersive and just like POV and kind of like taking people in and 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 letting the other people, letting the locals speak as much as possible. You know? Yeah, as long as they say the right thing. Yeah, like <laughs> when you were say ask- what they want, what I want them to say. Yeah, like when you were asking the locals if it, you know, do you think that people who've been in Spain for umpteenth years should be able to vote? You know, and you yeah. you got your answers was yes, they believe that you they should. Yeah. So that's the kind of interactions I think people are going to are going to value, too, because, like you said, it's just not you in front of the camera. It's you actually interacting with, with people. And and I think that's what draw people in when they see that. Listen, you're not afraid to talk to the locals and it's just not about you and the camera. It's yeah. about you giving an immersed experience of everything that includes the people that are around you in the towns that you go to, which, uh, you know, I think it's going to bold well for the channel. It's going to continue to grow it. So Certainly. where can people find you? Let everybody know where they can find the channel. Let everybody know where they can find you on social media, where they can sign up. Cool. I mean, for to find me on um, on YouTube, just put in Spain Revealed. Uh, that's the best way. Just search that. Um, Spain Revealed is the name of the channel. Uh, on social media, uh, because I didn't have Spain Revealed, I, I do have those handles, but I just use James Blick Spain, my name, Spain, uh, across, the, across the board. So James Blick Spain on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. I'm... I'm you know, have been doing some TikToks. Um, and what else? Uh, I have a Facebook community for people who are, there's, there's about six or 7,000 people in there who are looking to, you know, get tips for travel to Spain and stuff like that. That's a Spain revealed community. Um, and those are really the key areas. I'll give you a link if you've got a link there for your notes for newsletter, if people want to sign up for that um, and, you know, hear about the webinars. And yeah, I mean, those those are the key areas really. So fantastic. James, it has been an absolute pleasure. You have been, you know, one of my best guests that's been on the show. Um, thank you for taking I the you time. Said that to all the guests, Francisco. <laughs> no, no, honestly, you've been you I'm you, gonna check the other podcasts. You by it. all means go ahead and check the other pack. You've been one of my best guests, and I can say you've been one of my best guests. Um, you've taken the time out of your busy schedule to sit down and have a conversation with me, which is you know, it's fantastic and I appreciate. Um, because like I said, a lot of people in your position, they just they don't talk to smaller podcasters or people who are up and coming. Sure. But you did. So that just, you know, to me, that just adds brings more value to you um, that you were willing to do that. So I thank you. So I'm going to leave you with what I leave everybody. No matter what anybody tells you, if you found your purpose, live it. Thank you, folks. We'll talk to you later.